Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Great, Matt. How about you? I am doing pretty good. Episode 148, Other People's Experience. You know, we've heard the, uh, the in, uh, other people's money, OPM, other people's money before. Now we're going to talk about other people's experience, how you can learn from other people's experience to help uh, uh, move your business forward. Yeah, so let's, I mean, you take other people's money. The real estate business always talks about other people's money, how to use other people's money. But in order to use other people's money, you have to have the savvy and knowledge and wherewithal to use other people's money. Well, if you want to do something in your business, you want to grow or you want to start a business, what most people do is we were talking about this a little bit offline is, well, they'll go get an education. Like if you, you don't pay for an education, but if you don't have the time or the money to pay for that formal education, what is your other option? To hire somebody who's done what you want to do. And that is, that's what, I mean, you and I both have business coaches. Well, shoot. I mean, that's Tony Robbins to a T, right? Tony Robbins talks about modeling. He calls it modeling. I call it uh, copying, cut and pasting, right? Is, is it you find somebody who's done what you want to do and you just copy them or you model it. Um, we've talked about that before where a lot of things, there's a lot of landscape companies, there's a lot of financial advisors, there's a lot of uh, roofers, right? And then you've got to distinguish yourself. A lot of these guys got into the business. I call this the entrepreneur's journey, the business owner's journey, where they just tripped into whatever they're doing now, right? You know, a guy who makes airline parts. He didn't know he was going to be making airline parts when he graduated from college. He was an engineer and just boom, boom, boom. I got a guy that sells uh, industrial lights, industrial lighting. He didn't know that. He was just a really good salesperson and he just got into boom, boom, boom and and then, you know, from working for somebody, then working for himself and then, and then, you know, going from there. So a lot of times it's, you just trip into it. Uh, he's doing it now. He's going to retire. So I'll take it over. Uh, he's doing it. He's not such a genius. I could just do it myself. So I'll start my own business, whatever that is. You and I talked about, you said you had seen something on, tell them that little story about TikTok that you saw. Oh, I saw a TikTok video where a woman um, who uh, went to college got her master's degree and was explaining how, you know, she makes a good living at her job. Uh, you know, for somebody that's her age, she makes a very good living and she wasn't complaining, but she was upset because her husband who only graduated high school went to trade school. Now she didn't say which trade school he went to, went to trade school and eight years later. Um, so apparently she's about three years or four years out of college, but he's eight years out of high school, right? And he's making four times the money she's making. The advantage of a business owner. I love that. And well, it didn't say he's a business owner. That's the, okay. that's the other side of it. He probably okay. wasn't the business owner because she didn't say that. Okay. So, so here's, here's somebody who learned from someone else. Okay. So if you go to trade school, most of the time you're not really in trade school. What you do is you get an apprenticeship and you work for somebody else. Now, like there's a, uh, welding for instance two-year trade school you can become a underwater welder underwater right. welders get paid a lot of money why yeah. because they're underwater with electricity that can be very dangerous um plus uh you're underneath a ship and if you have a problem you can i mean people die it's a very high uh but the the point being 
why do they get paid so much like going through trade school because they're learning from someone else who's doing exactly what they want to do that's probably right. the best example of a business coach whereas um i was talking about some a family member who who in my family uh, a relative was teaching uh, business school at a university but had never owned a business right right um that to me is is it's ludicrous if i want to learn how to run a business i want to learn it from somebody who is actively doing it um and and then who is is successful at it but has also had a lot of failures right and without right. the failures they they're not going to have the the ability to win so as as you and i know i i'm I'm looking to, uh, I've been in real estate since 1992, been investing in real estate since 92. And I'm a little um, bored with the speed of single family homes. You know, the speed of building wealth with single right. family homes. Right. A lot of work for, for a single roof and a single door. And so I, I want to go into multifamily, but I don't want to play around with twos and threes and four and, and six and 12 units. I want to go from where I'm at I want to go to 50 to 100 units. That, right. That's the step I want to make. So what is the first thing I decided to do? To get a coach. <laughs> well, that's and, what I was saying. How do you learn any new skill, right? Somebody's got to teach you. Yeah. How do you learn any new skill? You're going to learn on your own where you're going to trip and fall or you're going to hire a coach. How do you learn to play golf? You hire a coach. How do you learn to play tennis? You hire a coach. How do you learn to swim? You had a swim coach, right? How'd you learn math and English? You went to school, which was a coach, a teacher. Yeah. Right. So you're making a transition in your real estate business. How do you make that transition? You hire a coach, you hire a teacher. Well, and if you don't, what will happen is then you have to go through trial and error, failure. It doesn't mean you're not going to have failure just because you hired a coach, but a coach can sit there and go, Oh, wait a minute. If you do that, what, what's going to happen? Or if, if the numbers look like that at the beginning, what's it really going to look like when you take over the property? You know, they well, look actually, at it. You simplify it and say that they'll they'll help you see your blind spots, right? What are your you don't know what you don't know, right? And here's somebody who's done what you want to be doing, and they'll help you see your blind spots. What is it you don't know that you don't know? They'll help you, they'll serve as a compass, right? What are the steps to get from point A to point B? And what are the steps in between? Right. And they'll help keep you on track, uh, accountable to to be on that path, right? Yeah, sometimes a lot of coaches um don't act as accountability. Like for instance, if you join our mastermind, um, you can become accountable to the mastermind group, but Matt and I aren't going to say, Hey, did you do what you're supposed to do? That's just not. They, you right. Know. But, but positive peer pressure takes on, right? If you're in a group of people and it's almost a, a, it's like you're, you're, you're in sports and you want to, you want, you want to do better than the person next to you. That's the, that's the cool thing about the mastermind is that it's you're around peers and it's, it's a positive peer pressure. Like, gosh, I'm seeing he's making great improvements in his business. Uh, there's no reason I can't be doing the same thing. I, I got, I got to keep up with them. And it's kind of how you and I actually came together years ago, Matt was in strategic coach, which was almost like a large mastermind. We were being coached individually in our businesses, but in a group, it was a group coaching. Yeah. But then you and I met each other and we started to mastermind. We'd talk about our businesses outside of that. And it became, it, it didn't become accountability, but what it became was, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing over here? 
That's right. And right. Um, and learning you know, from others. Yeah. You just you just hired a new coach. Um, yeah, and that, that that's a great point. So so you know how do you choose a coach or why a coach, right? So quicker, faster, easier, right? Get me from point A to point B. Somebody who's done it. Somebody who's going to give me the roadmap. Somebody's going to make me more efficient, right? So the two kinds of coaches, right? You could have the ones that are you know I want to double my business in three years. Or it could be, I, just, I want to double the efficiency of my business, or I want to take more time off. It's fine where the business is right now. I want to take more time off. Um, yeah, so you evaluate. That's a great point. So you evaluate what are you looking for in, in a, uh, I came down to two different coaches on my, my, my case was one guy was really, really marketing and sales and marketing and sales. And I think he's really good at it. And it's going to be, you know, I'll get him in the door. I'll get him in the door. That's my goal. And, uh, on the other guy was more a process oriented, you know, get, get your stuff in order, get your, get your back office in order. You know, we call it front stage and backstage at strategic coach, right? Your front stage is you going out and doing your thing. The backstage is making sure nothing falls through the cracks. The other coach was more, let's make sure nothing falls through the cracks because if you get a large bit of growth, stuff might fall through the cracks, right? So it's, what do you need when, right? Uh, what kind of coach do you need? Are they, you talk about, you know, I'm, I'm now a Tom Brady fan. I, I don't know if I was or wasn't. I was kind of ambivalent to him, right? But Tom Brady's got a mental coach. He's got a physical coach. He's got a nutrition coach, right? And then he's got the football coach himself, and he's got a quarterback coach, right? He's got each of his coaches for a specialty. So it might be dependent on what are you looking to get out of it, right? So and, I was listening to a podcast, that very thing. Um, people who make zero to $100,000 a year typically don't have a coach. Okay. People who make a hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year typically have one, maybe two coaches. Two fifty to five hundred, two to three coaches. Above a million, four coaches or more. <laughs> that, I never heard just, of that. That's pretty. He cool. Just pulled off the Tom Brady, and and he said he's got four coaches, right? Yeah, yeah. At uh, least that we know yeah. of that we know. Right, of. right. Not including his head coach of his football team. Probably. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But it's just interesting where where it's like how people, you know, it, we call it. I think it uh, the 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 rugged individualist. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure this out on myself, and I'm going to trip and fall. Instead of you know whatever business you're in, there's somebody who's bigger than you are. Again, we've already said that they got the same 24 hours in the day that you have. What are they doing different than you are to have a business that's larger than yours? Why don't we ask them? Why don't we learn from them? Um, you can make the argument, you made an argument earlier that, that you want to learn from a coach who's done it, who's been there, who's done that. Great argument. I like that. That's a great choice. Uh, the other argument you can make would be somebody who's been coaching for a long time because he might have seen everything, right? He's coached all kinds of roofers or all kinds of landscapers. And so he's seen what's worked and hadn't worked in that specific industry, right? So you could be the coach himself might have experience, even though he never ran the particular business that you had. Potentially, yeah, because not all coaches, um, well, everybody says, but my business is different. I mean, right. that's, everybody, that's, that's a common response that you'll hear from a coach. Yes. But that's not the point. Your business is different. However, what's not different is the fundamentals of building a business, okay? Right. I mean, right. we always say you need a you know, million-dollar message. You need a target audience, okay? You need a way to attract that audience traffic. Okay. Yep. Um, you need a blueprint to service those clients. You need processes. Um, but, and then you need, you need an automated follow-up system. No, yeah. you don't need an automated follow-up system. That's a fact. You do not need that. 
if you want to scale your business, you need automation. If you want, you don't need processes all written down. If you want to scale, you need processes that that you can insert people into the formula. You don't. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, and we, we've simplified this before. That you know, three things you need to attract attract clients. You got to deliver your service or product, and you got to scale it. You know, service those existing clients and scale it and grow it. You know, repeat, rinse and repeat, right? And inside there, there are all those little different categories for how do we attract, right? We have the target market, the million dollar message irresistible offer. How do we deliver a wow experience? Well, what's a wow experience look like and how do we automate it? And the scale and service is the follow-up. How do we follow up and stay in consistent communication, get more transactions out of the existing clients, all that. So no matter what business you're in, those are the three things. You got to attract somebody to be a client. You got to deliver your service and you got to scale it, rinse and repeat. So no matter what business, that was your point, no matter what business or what industry you're in, roofer, chiropractor, dentist, home builder, financial advisor, you got to do those three things. Attract clients, deliver your service, scale, do it again. Yeah, and that's, and, and again, you don't have to scale. If you want to stay small, you can stay small. It's just well, a Well, rinse job. and repeat, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. There's, I used to have a teacher that used to always say, you don't have to, do, you don't have to come to school. You don't have to do any of this. Um, but if you want the result, then yeah, you have to do that. And, and so I think the quickest way is to pick a coach that, see, my personality, your personality is not going to, that's why you and I work good together. Our personalities are not going to mend with, you know, gel with everybody. That's, that's, that's a fact. But sometimes it's not about personality. It's about experience. Now, I look at COVID. There's a lot of coaches I know who are having financial trouble through COVID. Now, that tells me that whatever the way they've set up their business, they don't understand how to, how to move through a challenge. That means they really haven't faced those types of challenges in the past. Right. Um, right. Whereas um, 2021 will be my best year in probably seven years for me financially. Um, right. I've got less debt now than I've than I, I mean. So I mean the money that I, I, it's it's a great year. But 2022, I I mean I'm like this is that's why I wanted to get a new coach because I really have some big goals for the next ten years. Right. And so right. I realized okay, now the coaches in the arena that I want to play in. They start in the twenty-five to one hundred thousand dollar range, so that lets you, you know. I mean, I'm I'm letting you know that people invest in yourself, right? Invest in your business. What's the best investment you can make, right? Is investing in yourself, investing in your business, right? The development of it. You want? Let's let's look at like being a doctor. Okay, eight years at college. What do you what do you think, Matt? What is a typical debt load that a doctor? I should I should know this. My uh, my niece Mary is married to a. Jeff, who's, is, he's, he's a doctor now. I mean, um, and he, you know, he's his first year in, in working in a hospital in Augusta and um, he's, it's very exciting, but I don't know his debt load. I don't know how much his parents paid for, but what the average mean? doctor is something like 400,000. The average dentist is like $350,000. So, I mean, they're, they're usually like a house payment in debt when they come out of college or come out of medical school. Yeah, I mean, he went to US, uh, South Carolina, and um, and and he was a Georgia resident, so that means at least first year they paid out of state. Uh, but when you take all that into consideration, let's let's just say four hundred thousand um, for a doctor. So if 
400,000 and he's going to get out and he's probably going to make in his first 10 years, arguably 100,000 a year, uh, maybe a little more, but let's say he's going to make 1.5 million in his first 10 years as a doctor. Would that be pretty reasonable? Like over that 10 year period of time? I guess, depend, yeah, it depends on what your, you know, general practice or are you surgeon or ER doctor? Um, but so let's just, let's just, we'll give it to 2 million. We'll subtract out the 400,000 and the interest and all that on that. So, so let's say he's, he's going to gross 1.5 million. Then you got to pay your uh, malpractice and everything else out of that. Now, if you hire a coach and that coach was, let's just say that coach cost you $50,000, what would be your return on investment college versus a coach? I, I would almost guarantee that if you put forth the effort that the, to, to do what the coach tells you to do, your return on investment could be 10 to 20 times in a two to three year period. That's what people don't consider about a coach. Right, right. Is what's my return on investment? What, what am I going to get out of this? You and I had this conversation when you were looking at your coach and I said, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And you said, I could spend this money and I'm going learn to something new. Right. Learn something new. Learn something new. There's, there's always something you can learn how, how to do it, how not to do it, uh, how to be more efficient, how to be, you know, a better marketing, what, whatever it might be. You're exactly right. What's the worst you can do? But that's how you and I view everything, right? Return on investment. What is your return on investment for, for going to college, for going to medical school? What's your return on investment for marketing, for spending money on marketing? You don't just put an ad in a yellow page. You got to make sure you get a return on investment. You don't just buy a piece of equipment. You get return on investment. So, well, so that's how you should look at a coach, in my opinion. And not just a coach. Let's, let's look at your business. If, if somebody was considering you as a financial planner, what's the difference? Like, my, what am I going to do? Like, um, what's the difference is, you know, tax, taxes like the back of your hand. Well, right, right. If, if the most of the money you're going to spend in your lifetime is to, to the federal government, wouldn't you want a guy who's going to spend who's going to actually save you the most amount of money. So let's just say um, that a, a, you know, somebody in your position, just save somebody 10,000 a year from the day they started. But the first year they saved 10,000. What's Keeps the, going forever. Yeah. yeah. What's the return on investment? If you invested 10,000 in the first year and you did that for 30 years, Yeah. what that would mean to, to a single investor, well, that would be a, big number. I would imagine that's probably 30 years, probably um, even if you made, if you average what the S and P 500, maybe you average 12%. I bet you that's three or $4 million, especially at the low index fees that are. No, you're exactly right. And that's how you, that's how you got to view it is like, uh, who is that? I think it was Dean Jackson was talking about uh, this was actually about marketing learning from other people's experience. And so he said, you got to, you know, when you spend dollars on marketing and you want to return on marketing, but it may not be tomorrow, right? You, you know, you spend a thousand dollars on marketing, but even those uh, list of people that downloaded your lead magnets, right? You're the copywriter. Well, not only all those are going to buy today, but, but 50% of them are going to buy over the next year and a half. So really you'd have to judge your return on that investment on the next year and a half, right? Like what you're saying on, on saving in taxes or adding new revenue to your business, right? It's not just, hey, I got one client. Well, what if that client, you spent dollars on marketing or dollars on a coach and he taught you how to get one client. That client's worth whatever, $10,000, right? 
But that 10,000, that client's going to come back every year and purchase the same product or maybe that 10,000. So that's what we talk about the lifetime value of a client. So you got to figure the return on investment of marketing, return on investment of your coach. If he just teaches you how to be more efficient so you get one day off a week, right? You're now taking Fridays off and that's what your coach got you to do, right? Well, that's a 20% return, right? Five days in a week. Wow, he just, you're making the same, even if you made the same amount of money, you're now working 20% less, right? But you're you not making to, the same amount of money at that point. Right. You've got a bonus because you're making the same amount of money in four days instead of five, right? Yeah, so you're getting something of a much higher value back than, than the mm -hmm. money. And money's not, because we're talking about other people's experience. And perhaps when you start talking about, maybe we should have said, what's the, re, what's the lifetime value of your coach would have been maybe a better, because <laughs> we often be talk good. about what's the lifetime value of a customer. What's the lifetime value of a coach? And I'm going to use a, a, a real estate coach I had several years ago. His name is Chris Prefontaine. And uh, Chris is, uh, uh, he's well known uh, for uh, no money down uh, purchasing. Sure, very sure. similar to Carlton Sheets, but very different in that Chris has got students who, who buy lots of properties. I, he was my coach. I bought 11 properties. Um, I paid him close to, close to $75,000. And I purchased 11 properties the next year right after taking his coaching. So, or while I was being coached, 11 properties, with very little money. Why does that matter? Because now I have this knowledge um, that, that, by the way, those 11 properties, uh, we've still, we're still selling. We got two more, th uh, I think three more of them left to sell, but the lifetime value of that coaching uh, made us about, will make us about $800,000. So, but I also still have the knowledge to do it again and again. That's the point behind a coach. What's the lifetime value of the coach? How much can a coach make you if you learn something new? Is it worth the money in the beginning? And it's the, the cat chasing its tail. And you and I are, are dollar people, so we like return on investments. But like, how about a weight loss doctor or, or, a, or a trainer, right? A workout trainer. That may not be a dollar return, but you know, losing 10 pounds is, is worth a lot. Looking good is worth a lot. Or extending your life, having a healthier life is, is worth a lot, right? So, so you and I like to measure things by dollars amount, but it also could be what's your return on, be worth it to hire a trainer who could help you lose that 10 pounds and then teach you to keep it off. And then now you're 10 pounds or 15 pounds lighter the whole rest of your life and you got an extra five years. That's I pretty had, good. Uh, several years, several years ago in like 2008, um, I had a coach, I want to lose 48 pounds. Okay. So I hired a, a, whatever you call it, personal trainer. Yeah. 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 I said, okay, it's going to cost you basically 10 bucks, 4,800 bucks. Okay. Um, to, to lose that amount of weight and which seemed like a lot, but here I was, I don't know if it was four months or five months, somewhere around five or six months, I'd lost all that weight. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> anyway, well, actually it might've been a pound a week. It might've been 48 okay. weeks, almost a year. But uh, the, I think it was two pounds a week is what it was. It wasn't 40, it was like 24 weeks. But that's the point. They were telling me, what's the return on value? That's really good. If you, if you lose, so you're going to pay, uh, you know, this money to lose the weight. What's the return on lifetime value of you being healthier? Um, if it helps you live two years longer, just two years. And I'm like, you're bringing some really hard closing tactics into a guy who's in his 40s. <laughs> just but trying to lose some weight. So no, but, uh, go ahead. 
own police. No, you're, you're reminding me of the stuff of, of you know, the, re, the return on investment, the return on value. And, and it's, and it's, you know, basically goes back to, you know, where, where do you want to be? Right. You, you want a roadmap. Who is it that talks about, I think it's a, maybe it's Tony Robbins again. And it's like, let's use weight loss. It's like, you know how to lose weight. You know, you eat less, you exercise more. Right. And there are all kinds of diets that you can go and Google all the diets. There's all kinds of running routines. We've talked about that, you know, how to run a half marathon, how to run a full marathon. And they'll tell you to walk for the first week and then walk and run for the next week. They got the whole plan out there. So it's not the strategy. Tony calls that the strategy that, that, that it's, it's the motivation. It's the why it's the keep me going. So the same thing can be said about your coach, right? Whether it be losing the weight, right? you know how you could have lost 48 pounds, but you, but you needed the coach to put you over their edge. Uh, I know you, this real estate, you're making the transition. You actually don't know how to do that. And that's fine. But even if you do think you know how to grow your business, you know how to grow a business, you know how to work hard, but do you really, right? You can Google the top 10 ways to grow your business, five ways to grow your business, five ways to lose weight, five ways to grow a landscaping business, right? That strategies are out there. But what a coach does is kind of, it's the, it's the intangible, keeping you going, keeping you motivated, finding what works for you, customizing what works for you, right? So you don't know if the Atkin diets works or the Weight Watchers diet works. You got to figure out which one your body responds to the best. Maybe that's what a nutritionist helps you do, right? Uh, what your body responds to what type of foods. Um, you don't know what your daily calorie intake needs to be, right? You can guesstimate it using the Google calendar. Again, we can just do all this by Google. But you hire people to help you get over the edge, right? You hire a tennis coach to, to help you work on your serve. Right. Yeah. You, you know how to toss the ball and throw the ball and hit it, but you need a coach to kind of help you with that serve. It's kind of something you can't learn on YouTube. Right. Well, same uh, with, I mean, and my, I think the whole point of this is if you use other people's experience, what, what ends up inevitably happening is happening is you, you can't just get there just reading books. There's a, uh, there's something called the Sandler seller selling system. Okay. And well, the reason I bring up Sandler is because Sandler has a book that that's called, you can't teach a, a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. I think that's what it is. Okay. That, but the, the idea is you can't teach everything from a book because it's very hard to take what's in the book. So you read a book and man, I can do this. Or you listen to an audiobook, man, I can do this but most of the people who wrote those books are there to help you not make the mistakes that they made. Right. Other people's experience. And right. then, and then those, that value returns in like in the case of a uh, multifamily, I could make a mistake that could send me to freaking bankruptcy. Okay. <laughs> um, that is, those are the mistakes that you want to avoid and I'm willing to pay to not make those mistakes. Right. Right. And there's gotta be another part to this and, 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 and we said this before, you know, Dan Sullivan says, I can tell the difference. Dan Sullivan, the coach says, I can tell the difference between the guy who makes a million dollars and a hundred thousand dollars. The million dollar guy does exactly what I tell him to do. The hundred thousand dollar guy second guesses me every single time. Right. So part of the process too, is going to be um, trusting what the coach says and, and committing to doing it. Right. So, so I'm in my new little coaching experience and there's some things that he wants me to do that I'm a little uncomfortable with. Right. And I got to go back and talk to myself and, and say, well, I'm paying all this money. Shouldn't I do what he tells me to do? Right. That's I'm paying, I'm paying all this money. Shouldn't I do what he tells me to do? Kind of like when you hire a, a, a trainer 
that at 5.30 in the morning. Well, I've, I've paid them to be there at 5.30 in the morning. I better be there because I'm paying them whether I get there at 5.30 or not, right? So there's also a little, uh, you got to have a little commitment. You got to have a little skin in the game. You got to have a little, all right, I'm in. I'm not, not going to second guess. Um, I was at um, talking to another person the other day and, and I, I do this all the time too, but kind of mix and match, right? So it'd be difficult to mix and match your new real estate coach with your old real estate coach because they're two different industries and two different, right? Yeah. There's also kind of, you know, you got to be committed to this coach for this amount of time and, and give it time, right? Nothing wrong with switching it. People talk about personal trainers that I've read something, the average person who has a personal trainer switches about every three years because you get kind of bored and complacent, just like exercise, right? That your body gets used to exercise. So you're supposed to mix up your routine, routines, that was the whole P90X thing about, re, you know, stressing your body in different ways because your body won't get used to it. So there's also something about, but that's the difference. I think when we talk about like our mastermind group, right? You get in a mastermind group as we bring it back to full circle, learn from other people's experience, other people who have been in business and have had the experience of growing a business, the aches and pains of growing and shrinking a business, going through the last recession, which was now interesting. Think about that. Uh, uh, business cycles used to be three, four, five years, right? The last recession we really had was, you know, eight, nine, 10, right? We're talking about a decade since we've had the last hard recession. People forget about that. People have gotten, uh, I was talking to a business broker uh, yesterday, I guess it was just yesterday. And I said, what do you think the difference is about people selling their business right now? And, and, and one of the reasons you sell your business because you're just tired, They've been going for the last decade, 10 years without a recession, without a break. Uh, recession's not a break per se, but basically you've been going 100 miles an hour. What have you been doing since the last year and a half, right? Every contractor that we know is going gangbusters, right? HVAC, builders, plumbers, roofers, they're going gangbusters. There's so much business for those guys that they're burning themselves out, yeah. right? That they need to learn how to run a business. They need to learn how to balance between taking on good projects and bad projects, good revenue and bad revenue. But that's why you use other people's experience. A lot of those guys have never been through the recession of, you know, eight, nine, 10, right? And this is a perfect example. Builders, I know yeah. a lot of builders who don't have a coach. Why? Well, because they, they think they know everything about building a house and they might, and they might know everything about building a building, but do they know everything about building a marketing system that right. that filters out the bad clients that you don't want that'll suck right. you dry for your time and energy do you do you know about uh, you know about building follow-up systems or maybe building uh, systems so that you you can assign people all of those things you may know how to build a house but do you know how to build a successful business that'll operate on its own without you um, Mike Michalowicz talks about can you leave your business most of his coaching clients his big thing is you got to take a five week vacation after you're with him for a year. And so that's what he requires is five weeks, man. Can you imagine five weeks? I can, but, um, but that's, <laughs> that's the point is if you're one of his coaching clients, you have to build the business in a year to where you can say, okay, I can take five weeks. And that's scary for a lot of people to yeah, be away from their is. business for five weeks. Well, we, we're here at the end. So we're here at the end. Let's wrap it back up. So other people's experience, learn from other people's experience, right? Find somebody, a mentor, a coach, you and I are doing the coaching stuff. Find a coach who's getting you from where you are to where you want to be. Somebody who's done it, somebody who's experienced it, somebody who's coached others to do it, right? What is a coach for? 
gets you from point A to point B and the, the how-to steps, keeps you on track, helps you get rid of your own limiting beliefs, right? We've talked about all that before in some of our other podcasts, right? That's kind of what we do with our mastermind group, our coaching group, is you're around like-minded individuals who are growing their business, who are trying to take it to the next level, learn from the collective, learn from other people's experience, right? Uh, we need three things to be successful, commitment, a roadmap, and a support group, right? We've got two out of the three. We've got the support group and the roadmap. We need your commitment to, to want to take the business to the next level. Yeah. Our irresistible offer we talk about all the time is we can help any business owner find $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 without spending a dollar more on advertising or marketing. We call that a profit acceleration session. If you want one of those, reach out to me, uh, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Uh, we talked about our mastermind group, same thing. Uh, we got our website, ProfitabilityMD.com, our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD, and then we got our podcast, obviously, on all the other podcast networks. So good stuff. Learn from other people's experience. Why not? Why not? Why not model somebody, copy somebody, take a shortcut? Don't don't do it. Don't be the guy that does it on his own and trips and falls, man. Take the easy way. All right. Well, take the easy way, and it's it's the better way. <laughs> See you, man. See you, man.